It's no secret that sobriety and sober curiosity have become big business. The revenue in the non-alcoholic drinks market in the U.S. is projected to reach approximately $526 billion in 2024. Sobriety is also a real niche on both Instagram and TikTok. Just to give you an example, the hashtag sober has 4.2 million Instagram posts, the hashtag sober life 2.5 million, and sober living 1.2 million. As we always say, there is an influencer for absolutely everything, and sobriety is no exception. Two years ago, when I was working on the second season of this podcast, I interviewed a sobriety influencer named Suzanne Werei. Suzanne started out on social media posting her workouts and her outfits, and after she had a baby, she started posting about her postpartum depression. Her audience really responded to that kind of honesty. And so when she decided to give up alcohol, she thought she'd be honest about that, too. And now that's the main focus of her platform, My Kind of Sweet. She's never looked back, and she's never been happier. When I first recorded this episode, it was supposed to run in February, two years ago. It was January, and like a lot of you, I was sober curious about a dry January. But I was planning on postponing that sober curiosity for a little bit because I had big, big plans to go have a wild weekend in Fargo to see Elton John. Well, most of you longtime listeners know what happened during that trip to Fargo. I came back pregnant with my third baby. So dry January turned into a dry nine months, and then a damp breastfeeding period. And then a celebratory haze of woohoo! I'm going to have all the margaritas because nobody owns my body anymore. Now here we are, two years later, another January. It is another chance to embrace the dry January phenomenon where you give up drinking, where you take a break where you do a reset of your relationship with alcohol. And frankly, that's something that I need. I'm going to be brutally honest here. I am a very social drinker. I never drink alone at home. I never drink alone, period. But if I'm at a party, I am popping them back. I'm the first one at the karaoke machine. And I have to say that alcohol has gotten a lot trickier for me. I no longer know exactly what's going to happen. I don't know if one drink is going to make me tipsy or four drinks. It's a crapshoot every time because my body at 43 is a crapshoot every morning when I wake up. And my hangovers, my hangovers, my old lady hangovers are something wicked. They are three days long. They're filled with hangxiety, which is a term I just learned from the youngs. I get normal anxiety when I don't drink, but then when I drink, I just, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm anxious and I feel like I'm crawling out of my skin the next morning for, for days. It's terrible. Terrible. So, even though I love being a social drinker, I need a break. I need a breather. And I went back to listen to this episode, which, like I said, we never ran because Under the Influence was unceremoniously canceled. And every single thing we talked about in this interview still holds up. Suzanne is an influencer with many talents. But what I find most interesting about her is that she's managed to blend together an account filled with both style and sobriety. And through her Instagram account and her podcast, The Sober Mom Life, 
She's helped thousands of women through their sobriety journey. Like I said, this conversation is from two years ago, two whole years. I actually say in it, I think at one point, I'm 41 and I have two children. I sound less tired. I actually sound, I think I do sound less tired in this episode. As someone who is trying to reset their relationship with alcohol, as someone who has watched a lot of loved ones struggle with alcoholism, I do think that Instagram can be a great place of community when you're trying to figure out the rocky path of sobriety. Now, without further ado, here's my conversation with Suzanne. I actually stopped drinking in January 2020. I just woke up after a party one morning and I said, I'm done. I, I hadn't planned on saying I'm done. I didn't hadn't really taken a deep look into my drinking before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew I no longer wanted to feel the way I was feeling. And so there had to be something else. So I did stop and I had no idea what that meant. I was terrified. Um, And so just I I did not share it right away because I didn't I just didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, And then, yeah, as I dove into it and started listening to audiobooks and all the, the quitlet and the podcasts, I realized that oh this is a thing you can stop drinking you don't have to declare yourself an alcoholic mm-hmm. you don't have to be in a battle with booze every day um and no one was really again no one was talking about that and so then I started feeling restless again and I thought okay this is the sign that I need to talk about it and I need to just share my sobriety story and so I started doing that and it's it's really taken off. Yeah, I mean, it's really taken off. It's yeah. from of the, I mean, it's all of the things you post are so, they're so interesting to me as a woman that's 41 years old and mm-hmm. a mother of two kids, the daughter of two alcoholics. Mm. Who, I wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic, but like when I do drink, I'm like, I tie it on, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what it's like when you creep into middle age. Your hangovers last for three days. Oh, uh, yeah. I Brutal. 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 I'm a terrible parent the next day. And like, mm-hmm. so I'm feel, also filled with anxiety because I am a person with anxiety and yes. drinking makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And so in the past like, year, mm-hmm. I have been looking to Instagram more than anything else to find ways of being in the world that don't involve alcohol. Mm-hmm. Because we yes, the, our society does not, and culture does not support ways of being in the world. No, that d- do not involve alcohol, right? Um, and your account is one of those that's really, really done it for me and inspired me to do this dry January. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's I mean that's amazing. Um, I think you're so right that. Our world, you, you, and I don't even think you realize this until you go without alcohol, how much alcohol is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's pushed on us everywhere from the time we're, you know, growing up. I grew up, my dad had alcohol issues um, mm-hmm. and he then stopped drinking, which I was grateful for. But you don't realize that growing up, it's like 21 is that deadline to celebrate with alcohol, even though I started celebrating with alcohol way before 21. Um, but yeah, it's treated like a reward, a reward for adulthood, 
a reward for getting through the day with your kids, a reward for literally everything. Um, and I definitely fell into that trap. I was, you know, I was a party girl in my 20s. Oh, same. Um, I was, I was, yeah. was so much fun. I know. And that's the thing. Like, I look back and I don't, I don't regret those party girl days because, they, I mean, come on, it, no responsibilities, so much fun. Yeah. I mean, I could, the clubs, the everything, it was so much fun. Yeah, exactly. The problem is then, as I tried to kind of fit alcohol into my mom life, as I got into my 30s and now at 41, I, I, I didn't see where it fit. And I thought, oh, okay, I think this is probably something I've outgrown. And I was trying to make it fit. I was trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, maybe it fits here. Oh, maybe it fits on date night. Oh, well, maybe it fits on a, you know, party, on a New Year's Eve party. But you're right. Like, you, then you feel like shit the next day. My kids are like, what's going on? Um, and so I just realized it, it just doesn't fit anymore. It just doesn't work. And so then really deciding just to cut it out was insane and I didn't know how life would be but now that I'm almost two years in and I see it's kind of like I'm like you guys I see what life is without alcohol I want you to see it too and so that's kind of my platform is I'm not saying I judge moms who drink I'm not saying um you shouldn't drink I'm just giving another option of okay you see a lot of moms who drink in your feed let me show you one who doesn't and let me just show you what it's like on this side. And I want to dig yeah. into when wine culture became so intertwined with mom culture. Like when right. it became, I mean, it really is. It's like, oh, it's, it's mom without my wine and all of that. And I'm trying to pinpoint that moment. But have you noticed that too? Oh, my goodness. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. And it makes sense. So, I mean, when you think about where it's coming from and where it originated. Like, I don't think Target decided to put wine mom on their teas for no reason. Like, I, I do think big alcohol needs more customers. I think that they've targeted women now because their main customer segment, men, older men, are have died. They're dying. Right? And so it's just, I mean, that's just advertising and marketing. Like, they need more customers. And so, of course, women now are the next, are the next Target. And moms and wine, I mean, it's, they're so intertwined everywhere you look. I, I just saw, I just saw a famous celebrity, a reel, and she's making a reel. She's pouring wine into a mug and then taping a little tea um, thing so that it looks like there's tea in there. And she's like, no one will know. And I'm like, man, that is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I know it's meant to be cute. Um, but it's just so dangerous. In the palm of our hands, we're looking at all of these other moms. And if you look at a lot of their content post five o'clock, especially the stories, because now you have to broadcast your entire life. Yeah. It's all moves. Right. It is. It is. It's normalizing needing wine to cope with those crazy kids. And I, I get it. Like, I get it. Because we need something. Exactly. Like, I, I understand having to cope with crazy kids. 
my kids, like I hide, like I have very, I have a lot of strategies to cope with my crazy children. Um, I am just trying to share that alcohol does not help. So what you think is helping coping with your kids is actually making it so much harder. And I don't think that that's common knowledge. I don't think, I think it is. that I don't think no. it is. And I think that, but I do, I'm just, I'm scrolling through Instagram and mm-hmm. um, looking for hashtag wine mom or just ah, people. Like, there's so many Instagram accounts actually named wine mom. There's the, oh there's my God. the running wine mom, the wine mom enthusiast, baby oh. Yoda wine mom. Oh, wow. That one's really niche. Yeah, that's very niche. We're going to take a quick break here. Be right back. Okay, for our audience who doesn't follow you, what kind of things are you sharing on your account? I have a kind of married style with sobriety. So... My whole goal is to show that sobriety is not boring. Sobriety is actually very cool. I mean, I don't know if I'm cool, but sobriety is cool. So I just share that, first of all, you you don't have to be an alcoholic to quit drinking. And I don't even think that that's an important question to answer. So mm-hmm. whether or not you, because I do think that that's a big stumbling block for people when they think, okay, well, only alcoholics quit drinking. I think it's a scale. I think that there are people who are abusing alcohol in ways that they shouldn't or that alcohol is making their life harder um, that could benefit from a life without alcohol. And so that's what I'm just trying to show. I'm trying to show that it, I don't want to say it's easier than it than you think, but it's definitely more simple than you think. Um living life without alcohol and you really don't know what it is until you live life without alcohol when i think you've also like to just put it all out there you make living life without alcohol look really pretty too mm. and yeah you yeah. know in the way that i think the alcohol industry has made life with alcohol looks mm. fun mm-hmm. um because we've lived in this world and i know this you know from growing up with two parents that you know, we're alcoholics and then in recovery and then in AA forever. Mm-hmm. Always felt like this, like not drinking. People who don't drink were like just people that hung out in church basements. So, and it smelled weird down there. And, totally. Yeah, that it's that bad like, coffee. Oh, there's something wrong with you. Oh, yes. As opposed to there's something really right with you. And I think your account shows, oh, this can be pretty and fun and great in a way that the, I think the alcohol industry doesn't want us to see. I, for sure. Yes, they, they definitely don't want you to see that. Um, I think that the idea that living a life without alcohol means that you are forever tied to alcohol and you are this sad sort of, um, I don't know, you're, that you're just, um, that you're constantly thinking about alcohol and you're, it's just not, that doesn't have to be the case. In my case, that is definitely not the case. Living life without alcohol for me does mean more fun. It means more freedom. It means more joy. And so I am trying to show that. It actually frees up my brain. I'm no longer thinking about, okay, should I have another drink? Should I drink tonight? Okay, if I do drink tonight, how much should I have? Wait, is she having another one? 
am I drinking more than she is? I mean, the the space that alcohol was taking in my brain when I was drinking it was just, it was exhausting. And so being able to be free of that, I mean, I, I do think that that's why I have been able to um, create so much more and just my life definitely is lighter without alcohol. I mean, it, it may not be as pretty as it seems on Instagram because nothing is. Nothing is. <laughs> nothing, nothing is. But yeah, I, I do want to show that it's fun. And it's actually more fun. Like, I actually remember the times that I, the fun times now. Mm. Whereas like when I'm drinking, I mean, I, for sure there were blackouts more than I can count. But there were also those like brownouts where I'm like, I don't quite remember what did I say or what did she say? I think it was fun. Now it actually is fun. And I remember the fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, and I also, and I, I love that kind of honesty too, because we're supposed to love drinking and think it's the best in an escape. But then we're not mm-hmm. supposed to talk about the blackouts and like, do I remember yeah. if I said something kind of bitchy to my friend last night? Uh, oh God. I know. The shame of the, the, yeah, the yes. yes. The shame of that morning after. I mean, I, I, I think that's what made me finally say, oh, I'm, I'm done. Like, this is actually insane what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I make, I've, I've been here too many times to feel like this again. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I just decided there has to be a different way. And there is. And it's amazing. When I stopped drinking, I didn't think, you know, this would be forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing I did was I just poured myself into... I read or I listened to This Naked Mind was huge for me by Annie Grace. And I just, oh my gosh, it's, it, it's like an unbrainwashing because we've all been just brainwashed into accepting alcohol, into thinking um, that it's the answer to all of these things when really, what is it? What is it doing to us? And so I listened to that. I mean, I would be playing with my kids and be listening to that. I knew that I needed to figure this out. I would be cleaning my kitchen and listening to that. So I just poured myself into books and podcasts and then kind of way just led on to way. Um, and I still don't, I don't take it one day at a, at a time because I'm not in a battle mm-hmm. with alcohol. I'm not tempted. I don't think, oh, this is going to be like this forever. If you ask me right now, yes, I want to feel like this forever. Um, but I think that that does get a little bit scary thinking about forever for anything yeah. um so but yeah it yeah it's way better <laughs> so how did how did your how did the brands that you work with and your sponsors respond to this switch when you started all of a sudden talking about sobriety yeah so actually n- not at all like I have not seen I've, I've seen definitely an increase in revenue based on links because my reach is more. Mm-hmm. Once I started, I had the Silver Mom Life, which was a separate Instagram account. And then I decided to kind of marry the two into my kind of suite. And rather than the style and sobriety being separate, it was really important for me to tie them together because I, I wanted to see that you could still be sober and be stylish mm-hmm. and you could still be sober and you know, be cool. So yeah, the brands have not, not said anything. I mean, it definitely has not deterred them. I've now, um, gotten offers from brands more like wellness brands, Mm -hmm. more non-alcoholic brands. So I think 
I think this is, it does feel like the start of a movement of women, not me, but I am a part of it, of women saying, especially moms saying, hold on, I think we've been tricked. And so I think brands are beginning to catch on to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, sobriety, I feel like is good for business. I think one of the questions I get asked the most is how sobriety affects my social life mm-hmm. um, and and how that has worked. The interesting thing about getting sober and stopping drinking alcohol in January 2020 is that um, my social life became just my kids and me mm-hmm. and my husband very quickly because of the pandemic. So it's an interesting thing to now get back into socializing and being sober with other moms. So far, so good. I think it's just like with anything also that might have to be with doing 41 is that you kind of cut out the bullshit mm-hmm. and the people who aren't supportive. Um, so yeah, so far, so good with the socializing. I think that you're probably, if you decide to give up alcohol as a mom, you might be inspiring other people that you don't know and friends who don't talk about their drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It is just, it's it's something that I don't think that people talk about enough. No. No. No, because I think it's full of shame. I, I do think there's a lot of shame there where that as soon as you start talking about it, that shame kind of evaporates and you realize you're definitely not the only one. And that the problem's not you. The problem, the problem no. industry has created this. It's pushed it on us since we were children, to be honest. Yes, yeah, the problem is never you. I mean, it's it's the same thing with sugar. It's the exact same thing. If you eat enough sugar, you will become addicted and you will want more. And no one ever blames the person with a sugar addiction. Like, I'm addicted to sugar, and that's actually what I'm trying to quit now. And no one's ever like, oh, man, Look she's got it. Yes. Sugar. She, she is so weak. No, everyone fully realizes oh wow sugar's addicting it's bad for us we're all trying to kick it and so i mean it's, it's the exact same thing with alcohol what are you doing to quit sugar i can't talk oh, about god time, so i know no 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 don't because and that's why my sugar addiction got so bad because i was like well i'm no longer um, drinking my sugar i might as well eat it um which is fine and that was fine for then but now so i'm less i just listened to um Good Sugar, Bad Sugar by Alan Carr, who he is also one of those kind of like this naked mind where he kind of untangles all of the things that we've been taught about. He has one for smoking and alcohol and every all the addiction. Um, Yeah, because I do think that it's something in our brains that we we're associating it with pleasure um, when really it just makes us miserable. That is all that we've got for today. I am now on day five of dry January. That's day five. I quit. I did quit on New Year's Day. A lot of people did not quit on New Year's Day because there was a lot of hair of the dogging going on. I actually quit at six o'clock on New Year's Eve, and I'm going to keep you updated. I'll let you know how it goes. This episode is the first in our series of January renewal episodes. We talk a lot about the negative impact of influencers here. I talk a lot of trash about trad wives. But this month, and only this month, I want us to focus on how we can use social media for the things that we actually want to accomplish. 
We've got a lot of fun stuff. We've got clutter influencers. We've got quitting sugar influencers. I'm not even going to tell you because all of it's going to be a fun surprise. As a reminder, you can find all kinds of behind-the-scenes content on our Substack over the influence. If you pre-order my new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance, you get a free lifetime subscription to that Substack. Free lifetime subscription. That could be worth hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, if we keep doing this together forever. If you love us, leave us a review. Tell your friends. Loved being here with you today. Talk soon. <music>